You're listening to the Female Social Podcast, a real and raw conversation about life, business, and everything in between. Join your hosts, Jen, 40-something-year-old mom of two, and Emily, 20-something-year-old thriving entrepreneur, as they navigate authentically through their different lenses of life. Today, we have such a special guest and friend joining us on the Female Social. You may know her from a television station that brings you the latest updates on Long Island's news, traffic, and weather. She is an award winner, entertainment reporter, host, content creator, and entrepreneur. Above that, she is a mom of two, a dual restauranteur, and dedicates her spare time to local and national charities. We are so excited to welcome her to the Female Social Podcast, Elisa DiStefano. Alisa, hello. You ladies welcome. are pros. Look at you. <laughs> I'm impressed. I'm also blushing. Whenever anybody reads like my little bio, I don't know why I get embarrassed. Isn't it crazy sometimes though how you like live your life and you do all the things, but then when it's all like there in front of you, like you're like, wow, that's me. I can't believe that's me. Right? Yes. Yes. <sighs> Right. And I always get embarrassed because, like, you know, I- I'm on TV all the time. But, Jen, I've told you, like, I'm actually shy-ish. Like, I get very embarrassed very easily. I'm happy. Oh, wait, are you showing video on this? No. Or is this all boy audio? Oh, good. All so then one can see, like, my face, like, right now, bright red, burning hot. <laughs> oh, man. I usually am on the other side of the mic, obviously. So that's my, like, comfortable place. So, Right. You mentioned I'll that. I'll do my that best for you. <laughs> you're amazing. I, I, you're amazing. But you did. You mentioned that, that it, when you're doing the interviewing, it's so much easier for you. But when you're on the other end, it's hard sometimes to receive. But let's dive in and talk a little bit about uh, where you started. What was the actual catalyst for getting into journalism? Like, where did that come from? What, what prompted that? You know, the funny thing is, like, I don't remember not doing it. Like, even as a child now... Jen, it's going to make me sound very old here. You might, you might remember, I'm going to put you in that category with me. Remember when our parents would have the big, huge cameras and then they'd have to wear the VCR like on the like shoulder strap and walk around with it. Like, Listen, I'm young, but my parents <laughs> had one of those too. <laughs> so what, I used to have to beg my dad to let me use it. And I like, actually, it was too heavy for me to lug around the house. It's like big, gigantic thing. Um, but I used to always be doing TV either I'd interview people or I'd make like funny commercials. I was always interested in television. And even back in elementary school, I remember we were supposed to do some kind of a report and I was like, Oh, can I do it like live in front of the class and like do an interview? And um, my teacher was okay. So that's what I did. And, you know, since then, I think that's always been my preferred way to communicate. It's just either in person talking to somebody or, you know, in an interview format. And even, you know, right into high school, I worked for like my, my little like TV station in high school, hop hog happenings <laughs> that you would watch in the commons. And um, I've just always done it. So it's always been a part of my life. I don't ever remember it being a decision per se. That's if so that interesting. I actually sense. didn't know that hop hog happenings. That's awesome. <laughs> in fact, the anchor was Jeff Rawson, who you probably know he's done many national television um, jobs, but yeah. And I was the entertainment reporter and I would go around and do man on the street and ask people opinions and go behind the scenes of the school play. 
which I was never, you know, talented enough to participate in, but I always wanted to know about it. Um, so yeah, I've, I've just kind of always done it. That's really interesting. I mean, at least like it's, it's so cool to see that it was a passion of yours from such an early age and how you've been able to transition into really being, I mean, listen, here on Long Island, you're someone that you're a household name. People know who you are uh, because of all the things that you've done throughout your career on Channel 12. Uh, this wasn't like a planned question, but as you're talking, what, what's some of the, <laughs> those are the best ones. Yeah. What is, so when, so now you, so then you find yourself on, on channel 12 and you've, you know, I, I've seen, I remember watching you when we, when we were in our twenties mm-hmm. and you, you know, you were the entertainment reporter, right? What were some of the favorite, like, what were your favorite parts? Like, as you've grown through your career, what, what, what do you love the most? Well, I think what I've loved about my career is even though I've been at the same place, um, I've been afforded the opportunity to do so many different things there that my job has really evolved and changed. Um, so I started out doing traffic. I was a traffic reporter. Um, in college, I worked for um, a new station and then continued to work for a station in Boston. And I did general assignment reporting. And I quickly learned that there was, it, just, it just wasn't for me. I remember having to knock on a door of a mom who just lost a child and like, I couldn't do it. Like I had a physical reaction and I felt like I was a failure and I could never be in this business because, you know, I wasn't brave enough or tough enough. And, um, I I was like, you know, maybe I should like try, maybe I'll be an actress because there really was no like hosting in between kind of a thing then really. Um, and I was like, no, but I like being me. And I couldn't figure out what it was. And then I'm going to date myself again. There was a show being recorded in Boston called Boston, um, Boston Common, right? Boston Common. And they sent me to the set of that show. And all of a sudden I like came to life and I did this like lighter story. And they said, you know what? You're going to be our features reporter. And I wasn't even sure what that meant, but then I was going out and, you know, I always like to change it up and do a little politics and do, do some more serious stories. But I found that I didn't have to do that hard news. That wasn't me in to pursue journalism and that there were other avenues and beats that I could be, be good at and excel in. So um, I started doing lighter features um, again with some other stories mixed in, because I think it's important to be well-rounded if you're going to be a journalist and be able to do a lot of different things. Um, I realized I loved live television when I was the live shot. I loved it because, you know, you just got to kind of, it was go time. You just argue, you just have to, you know, say what comes to your mind. And um, I love that excitement of live television. Um, and then I got a job as a traffic reporter randomly because I did a traffic story on my demo reel and sent it to this new station. And I guess they thought I knew something about traffic. I mean, I had never even like crossed the George Washington Bridge by myself before that point. I failed my road test like three times. I'm like, wait, oh you want God, me to so be a traffic? Did you? Yes. By the way, I'm an excellent, I'm like the best driver now. Like I pride myself on my parallel parking and driving. <laughs> But it was because of this job that they sent us out. So physically, you know, they invested so much in it to learn the roads and we'd go on all these road trips. But before that, I couldn't even drive. So I'm like, wait, you're hiring me to be a a traffic reporter? What what even is that? Um, So I did that. And then I went and um, flew in a chopper and did breaking news from the chopper. And I loved the breaking news part, but I found out I got airsick. (laughs) So I would be doing the breaking news. And literally, this is gross for your listeners. I'm sorry. I would turn around and puke in a Ziploc bag. Like 
before and after it was like my pilot would feel so sorry for me. Like he would like fake a technical issue and land just so that I could like have a minute. And I like refused to give up. And I did it for months and months and months. And I was, yeah, it was until finally they sat me down. They were like, listen, (laughs) you can't do this to yourself anymore. But I was like, again, so determined. Like, oh, I I felt like I was a failure because I couldn't physically do it. And, you know, I've done other um, freelance jobs and pilots. And then I ended up back at News 12 and um, they hired me to be there their traffic person for the morning show. And I said that, you know, I'd love to do that, but I'd love to do these other stories too. And they really gave me the flexibility to try all sorts of things that um, I love. And, you know, I've done red carpets and I've done so many different features. And I actually love the reporting I've done over the last um, nine months. You know, I, I say, I always have, um, I always get to do these stories on, on celebrities, which are great, but the things I really love to do you know, or stories on ordinary people doing the extraordinary. And that's what, especially the height of the pandemic, you know, that was what my reporting was about. So yeah. Um, did that answer your question? Probably not. <laughs> no, no, that totally answered my question. And I love that you touched on the, all the different things that you've done and how it's evolved through time. And then especially now over the last nine months, how you've been able to really do things that like, feed your soul in a sense, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. You know what? It's funny just growing up, you know, first I was so interested in one thing. And then when I got married, I was so interested in another thing. And now as a mom, I have like, there are stories that pique my interest that, you know, a few years ago before I had kids, I wouldn't understand the way I do now. There are business stories that, you know, I wouldn't have understood, you know, prior to being a business owner. So, you know, as you go through life, your interests change and my expertise changes and, you know, my storytelling and how I tell stories change. So I feel like it is, I've had um, an opportunity to just keep, keep evolving in this position, which has been a really a great gift. Interestingly, that's one of the questions that I had on my topic list to speak to you about is how you've evolved and changed throughout the years. Cause I know even for me personally, like I have, I approached business a much different way than I did when I had no children opposed to when I had newborns opposed to now that I have school age children. So as you evolve and grow and you, you know, you, you go through different stages of your life, clearly your interests and, and approach is going to change. Right. Right. Absolutely. You know, it's like, you kind of have to live it to be able to relate to it in many ways. Um, You know, I I've been doing all these stories and, and talking to people who are doing all this virtual learning and my heart like ached for them. But now that we had to do it here, just a few days of it, like it's a whole new understanding. Like how have all these moms, I mean, every mom in my mind is a working mom, no matter how we're all all working, right? Like how are these parents doing this? Like even for for those parents who who maybe are stay-at-home full-time parents, like it is difficult to do that with your child. So although I thought I understood it until I physically had to do it, I, I don't. Now I think if I was telling those stories, I'd be telling them a little bit differently, having that very, you know, brief, brief time that I had to do it. So yes, it totally changes. It does. And, you know, it's funny because I always go back to that quote, you know, when you, when you know better, you do better. Right. And so the more I know, the better I could do. And, you know, that's why I like, I look sometimes and you know, in this business, like people talk a lot about, you know, aging out of it. And, and I, I just think like the women who have been in it a long time, like we should be celebrating them because what they bring to journalism and telling stories, you know, like that, 
you, you, that experience is so valuable. Um, that, anyway, so I'm going true. off. I'm going off. No, 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 no. I, 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 and that's for any. I appreciate what you're saying so very much. And I think that's something that I actually, when I look at your organization and what you guys do together in, at Channel 12, is that I admire so much because they're really, I mean, I mean, you look at Carol, right? Like she's like, look at her, like she's such an icon and she's, she is the like the pure definition of like aging gracefully and oh. not aging out of what this is. So I love that you touch on that because I think it's a, a really important point. I think it speaks volumes to any woman in business and know like, listen, I'm 44 years old. Like I'm not, you know, like I'm not Emily, I, you know, I'm not 23. It's just starting out in my business. Like, but we all can, we all can start somewhere and we all can continue right. to learn and grow and evolve, you know, as, as we age. But didn't you feel like also, like, I felt like I had to do certain things before certain numbers. And now like the beauty of the world that we're living in now is that you can start something new at any time. And there's an audience for, for everybody. Yes, definitely. So, I yeah. Just- I think we're in a really special time in that way. And I love what you two are doing because you're both at different stages of your life. And I think that it's such a beautiful thing. I think you'll bring so much because it's also so great to hear the younger perspective. And like, sometimes I have to think back, you know, and think about, oh, like, what, what was I doing then? Or, or how did, you know, how did I approach that then? Um, so I think we, we all like, you know, just listening to each other, um, every age group brings so much to the table. And just back to what you said, you know, where, where I work, I'm really lucky because they do embrace that. I want to, you know, go on record saying they do embrace, you know, people of, of all ages and all backgrounds and all expertise. So I'm very, very fortunate. The industry as a whole, I can't really speak, say that for, but, but where I am, my little nook of the world, it certainly, certainly does. For sure. That's awesome. Yeah. Growing up, I started in dance. I used to be a really intense dancer. And one of those things you were always worried about is like, well, how long can you do this for? And then- right. When- after. And that was one of the reasons my parents said to me, maybe you should go to college and just have a backup plan because you do get aged out of that industry. And there's very few and far between that, um, that are able to continue after, you know, their thirties are over. Um, so I'm very, very grateful that the last nine months have helped me start my own business and then also connect with people like yourself and Jen and all the other, entrepreneurs that have really made me feel like it's possible that I can take that jump and start my Absolutely. own business. Absolutely. And look, like I think what I've learned is that the key to success is being able and willing and excited about constantly reinventing yourself and not getting attached to any one definition of yourself or thing that you think you, you should be definitely be open to those opportunities you know, so I, I think that like when we were in college, you feel like you have to pick a major and stick to it. And like, that's what you're going to be for the rest of your life when, you know, that's not true. And, and you know, you got to live in it. Like, you know, my husband always says, like, we got to live in it first before we can make any decisions. And it's almost like you have to live in whatever it is you're doing and then kind of, you know, pivot and, and make the tweaks and the changes and kind of design your own life and design your own happiness. Exactly. So true. Because happiness is it's all choice. It's not just going to poof into thin air. That is the truth. And then figure out how you can squeeze a few more hours into the day to do everything you want to do and sleep and work out and drink your water and, you know, good to go. It actually yeah. goes right into our next question. Yes, it does. So, um, you know, you're on the TV every single day and 
What are some of your daily rituals that you do before going on air? I mean, look, I'm a perfectionist. I work on every day trying not to be perfect, trying like I will rewrite something 25 times before I hand it in. I'll reread an email. And I, and I really tried over the last like year or two to, to not be that way. And, you know, go at your gut and, and do your best and, and release things into the world. Otherwise you work on things for forever. And that's what I've done. You know, like I've, I've have like a library of, of books that, that I've written that, you know, I'm still working on because you never, they're never that, that perfection that you want them to be. So I've, I'm trying to throw the away, the idea of being perfect as far as a, as a ritual. I mean, what it used to be and what it is now are two totally different things. So do you mean like now working from home ritual? Yeah. I mean, that's what we're still living in that world. Yeah. So, I mean, look, uh, every day I say tomorrow, I'm going to wake up an hour earlier. I'm going to get on my treadmill, which currently is a hanger for clothes and a shoe rack (laughs) right here next to me. Um, I've got these like new earpods that I'm going to use. I'm going to listen to a motivational podcast. I'm going to get my hour in. I'm going to drink a gallon of water. I'm going to, you know, make my hair look great. And then I'm going to go on air refreshed and get my day started in the right way. Oh, and shower in between there somewhere. (laughs) And guess what? My daughter was up in the middle of the night last night. She's cutting a tooth. And that was just an example why I didn't do it today. So Um, My ritual is to try to give myself a few minutes to breathe and feel like I like clear some space. And, you know, like today I I decided not to curl my hair, you know, and and use that extra time to start off the week getting some emails taken care of. So I wish I could say I had a ritual. I I mean, I feel like I'm like a little bit ashamed. I I don't, but um, I feel like I have to take each day as it comes and see how much sleep I got the night before and um, do my best in the morning to, you know, get on clothes that are clean and, and uh, steamed and get, get on the air. I mean, it used to be when I would go to work, you know, I'd wake up, I'd have my cup of coffee at home, I'd creep around not to wake anybody up. You know, I'd get in the car, I'd put on one of my inspirational podcasts, I'd get to the studio, I'd write, I'd, you know, record a little vlog. Um, and then I would, you know, do my hair and makeup and go on air. But Working at home, I don't know. It just hasn't. I, I thought when we first started working at home, like, wow, I'm going to have so much time in the morning. I always wanted to work out before work. I'm going to be able to do it. I'm going to be able to like get my laundry done before I even start my work day. And like, I just haven't done it. <laughs> I think it's okay. Yeah, it is okay. It is okay. But are there any like non negotiables in the morning for you that you have to do to be like, okay, I'm good? I do my gratitude in the morning. Um, I guess and I pray in the morning because usually I'm, I'm tired, very tired at night. So I do do that. How I do that, whether it's sitting at my desk, whether it's laying in my bed when I cannot muster up the energy to actually like get out of bed and I just lay there and do it, whether it's I'm putting on my makeup um, or making my cup of coffee. I, I do do that every day. It's not even something I think about. It's just something that I do every day. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I'm having a really good day, I'll write some things down if I have some extra time in the morning. Um, but that's that's really that's really it. I mean, and but I think those are really important things that you yeah know, are part of your routine that people don't realize. Something that's you know, I mean, it's it's big to do it every day, but it's it takes takes only a couple of minutes, and it really makes sure that your day is starting with the right foot forward. Yes, and look like on the days where I can get up before my kids and I can have that extra chunk of time in the morning, 
Um, like I actually did get it the other day and I felt like my brain was on fire and I had the best ideas and my creativity. I came up with like all these like things. I'm like, wow, my brain is really working today. So when I am able to carve that time out when there's nobody else up in this house and I have a big glass of lemon water and I have a cup of coffee and I'm here and I'm just, you know, energized, like, I mean, that really gets my day going and that really sets me up for success but I just can't make it happen every day. I'm tired a lot. I don't have kids. Um, I'm not married. Like I live at home with my parents, but. Listen, do that as long as you can. Seriously. That's what everyone tells me. That's the truth. You know know what? Let me tell you something that's beautiful about that, that when I was living at home for a period of time, I didn't appreciate. There's something very special about having that relationship as an adult with your parents and that time together because that's something you'll never get back. And it's different than living at home as a child. So instead of like, for the time that you're there, I'm not saying don't try to go out on your own. Living out on your own is also a wonderful thing. But in the time that you are there, like just be present in it and don't resent it and and spend time with them and and um, enjoy it for, for what it is, which is a very special gift. I'm really blessed. You know, right now it's hard. My mom is an elementary school teacher, so she's virtual. So I try to sneak out of the house that way she could teach her kids and I'm not bothered. But, you know, Saturday night I was up with my parents until two o'clock in the morning, just, you know, BSing because I love them. They're like my, they're my best friends. (laughs) So that's great. And that's, and that's so great. I mean, I wish I spent more time really appreciating it than like trying to figure out how I was going (laughs) <laughs> my mom doesn't listen to this. I was gonna move out, right? So right. Funny. Yeah, I'm like I'm on the opposite spectrum. I I left I left home as quickly as I could. Five days after I graduated high school, I was like, I'm out. I <laughs> got on a plane, flew to California, and I don't think I really lived back home for an extended period of time since. But I I when you were just saying that, like I actually like got a tear and like I I got teary eyed because I think that's such a powerful thing for people to to hear you know, spending time with your parents as an adult and how that is so very different than growing up in a house with your parents. Right. I love that. I love that. Especially now, like when I'm with my parents, it's always about my kids. Yep. You know, so like it's, it's hard to even like have a conversation without either them physically in it or about them. Um, So just, it's just, you know, I I wish I would have, um, I mean, I did appreciate it, but I wished I would have maybe been a little bit more present and positive about it. Well, that's a really good tip for any of the millennial uh, listeners right now, because I think most likely many people, especially right now, are probably in a position where they've spent more time with their families and their parents than they ever have before. And there probably are people that are have some level of struggle with that, you know, cause they're not yes. out and doing their own thing. So it's really a good message to share. I love that. I, I really do. We're going to, I'm going to switch it over a little bit and ask you to give the people listening mm-hmm. the, like, so if they're brand new and, and, and thinking about starting a career in entrepreneurship and have these great, like you said, you have all these ideas. Uh, what would be your best advice to them to get started? Like, where would you say to focus on the most? In business or in television? Well, in business, but then transitioning into television, if you don't mind. I think the biggest thing is to actually just get started. Just do something. (laughs) 
what do they say? Like, don't wait until you're ready. Just, just go for it. I mean, I think, look, there's preparation and, you know, you have to educate yourself and all that, but, you know, I think so many of us, at least me, like we're always waiting for the perfect situation. And that's where my husband is really good because he's a risk taker. And he is one of those, like, let's jump in and we'll figure out the details later. And I'm not that way by nature. I am, I am, let's figure out every detail, make sure we could do it. And then, you know, slowly ease into it. And he's not, he's really taught me um, to go out of my comfort zone in that way, especially when it comes, you know, to business. Like a lot of times, you know, I'll be like, wait a minute, like, not that I have like no right being at the table or doing this, but you know, he, he doesn't see it like that, you know, at all um, where I'm, you know, I feel like I have to be totally ready before I do anything. Um, I've always kind of been that way. So I think it's just, just being, being fearless and just getting started and taking that first step. And it doesn't have to be a perfectly produced video or perfectly lit Instagram photo or perfectly laid out business plan, but just do something every day. And what do they say? Like every day that you don't do it are days wasted. Like I think about things like, oh my gosh, if I just would have started this like three months ago, like look at how much further I'd be right now. But instead, like I I waited. So I think like that, that is my best advice. And then don't be afraid to ask for help and find the people that, that you trust to mentor you and to guide you um, and ask your questions and ask for assistance. Because I think genuinely most people feel good when they're helping other people and want to help. Yep. So I think those would be my, my two things. Like too many times in my life, I've been like embarrassed to ask for help and feel like I should have it figured out. And I, and I regret that. Um, and the times where I have reached out and said, Hey, you know, would you be willing to help me with this? Or I need your guidance or can I have a little bit of your time? Um, those are a kind of have been turning points for me and have really put me in the right direction in many, in many cases. So I think those two things get started before you think you're ready and, and really ask for help. I think those are perfect. I think it's, I think it's so true. And I mean, Emily and I can really attest to the get started before you're ready as we're sitting here right now recording this podcast, because, you know, if we would have overthought it and having conversations about the idea of it, we never would have done it. You know, you just have to put it in, do it, figure it out. It can look messy. It's okay. It's not, no, you know, there's no such thing as perfection. Right. Right. And you know what? Like the truth is, is if this was me like two or three years ago, I would have canceled on you guys because my day went unexpected. I didn't look at your questions because I told you I wanted to be, you know, authentic. And I would have felt like, oh, I'm totally unprepared. I can't do this today. And I would have postponed. But, you know, you just got to be present and show up. I think like showing up is like half half of it. Like you got to show up and you've got to be committed and dedicated. And again, I think we're in this time where vulnerability, can I say that again? Yes. Vulnerability. (laughs) There we go. Is celebrated and being raw and real is is celebrated. And I don't know if we've ever had that opportunity before. And I think people are are willing to, to kind of go with us on journeys um, rather than, you know, see you kind of at the, not at the end, but like at the completion point. So like, I just think we're in a really special time. And as far as like television, you know, when, when, when I was starting out, <laughs> there were beta tapes, you know, there were no iPhones. Like, so like, if you want to work in TV or do something on camera, like you can start like on your own right now, you know, start making videos, learn how to edit, learn how to, you guys want to see my, 
learn how to light, even if it means putting duct tape around it to make it stay on your garbage can so it's the right height for your live shot. I mean, awesome. you know, like Google, if you don't know the answer, Google it or call somebody who does. Like if there's a will, there's a way. And, um, you know, I I feel like we're we're just in that time now. If you want to create something that, you know, you could create it. There's no reason. The only person stopping you from creating something is is yourself. Yeah, truly. So agreed. I say that every day. I mean, I, for the last three years, was managing someone else's business and I would come home every day and be so upset and say to myself, okay, in six months, I'll leave and I'll start my own business in three months. And I was never doing it. And then the pandemic hit and it kind of just organically happened. And in March, it will be a year since I left that company. And I say to myself every day, I wish that I did it six months before that, you know, the only person in your way is yourself. But you know what? You have to be true to yourself. Like some people have that in them, like you, Emily, like you wouldn't have been happy doing for somebody else. But then we need people who are are happy doing things for other people because then, you know, you need those people to work for you and to be in your business. And we need people, all different types of people. So, you know, you just, you have to be true to yourself and think about what do you really want? Some people are not cut out to be entrepreneurs. Like that's not what they want to do. And that's okay. Definitely. You know, like it just depends on, on, on what you want. We, we need... Look, like you're going to need somebody who's going to work for you and work hard and help you build your your business. You know, you're going to turn that corner like any day now. So, so we need all sorts of people to make it work, right? Yeah, and I guess you know that leads into our next question. Just you work for someone, but then you also own businesses where yeah. you, you know you are an entrepreneur, and I think you also do that with your husband who also then helps you raise your kids. And that must be really, you know, it's great, but a lot sometimes. And how do you go managing your business with your husband, but then also managing your life with your husband? Like, how do you ever separate the two? We don't. (laughs) I wish I could tell you we have date night and we like don't talk about business or kids or we, you know, have, we don't. We don't like, especially not now, you know, our businesses are, are still growing. I mean, look, like this has taken a lot out of us, like every business, um, you know, it's 24 seven, it's a whole new set of challenges that anybody who has a business, especially restaurants, like can understand, you know, I'm working from home. My husband is literally like, we can hold hands if we want to do like, he's not here right now, or you'd hear him telling me to lower my volume. Um, <laughs> and, um, you know, we're in the same office. He's in and out all day long. I, I see, I see like the ugly parts of it that I never had to see before um, because I was at work all day and then I'd come home and, you know, so I see like the challenges that he is dealing with, like from across the room. And, you know, he's such a strong energy. Like I feel it. I feel it while I'm sitting here. Um, so I have like a, a whole new, I, I see these businesses in a whole new light and I have a whole new appreciation for what he does every day. Um, you know, cause I kind of like when I help, like I help on like the fun parts real, you know, really like what's fun for me, like not like the nitty gritty that, that he's in. Um, but, but, you know, we do like, we're always talking about it and I think it would be healthier to have some sort of a timeout or, or a separation. We're just like, not, not there yet to be perfectly honest. Um, you know, we're still figuring it all out. Um, yeah, it, it's, I mean, the beautiful thing is that we get to do it together, but it's also hard because it is 
24 seven pretty much. And yeah, you know, um, I'm going to say like, I, I think, I think that we do have family time and, and that's beautiful. And the beautiful part of, of the working from home, like I say, I work from home, but I really just today right now, um, I have to go out on a shoot right after this. Um, so I work from home, like the morning show and part of the day. And I say he works from home, but he is like in and out, in and out morning, noon and night. You know, it's not like a nine to five thing. So the beautiful thing is, is that he can go get my son from school. And if there is a family thing to do, like we can all do it together. And a lot of people don't, don't have that opportunity, but the hard thing is, is that when it's your own business, like it falls on you. And you know, if there's a problem, no matter what time of day or night it is, like you've got to drop what you're doing to, to address that problem. So. You know what I love though? I love that you share like you don't, your answer isn't a perfectly put, here's how I do it. And it works. And it's great. You're, I love that you share authentically about the challenges, but at the same time have the like pure determination and grit to never ever stop doing what you're doing. And it speaks a lot to your character and to your, uh, husband's character that the two of you every day, whether it's super messy and there's no set way to do it, you show up every single day for your family, you show up for your individual businesses, you show up for your combined businesses, you show up for your individual careers. It's 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 really a true testament to your character and to the strength that you have inside of your marriage because it's that's a lot, you know. And I I just love that you a therapy uh, session. Thanks, Jen. You're welcome. <laughs> you're welcome. But, but I, think, I feel much better about that big mess I just shared. <laughs> <laughs> but I think sometimes. But I think that's the reason why I said it. I think sometimes when you know you we asked you the question and you were you know you you spoke from the heart about the struggles of it. I think sometimes we look at it as a struggle ourselves, right? So we're saying, wow, this is this is hard. But when you put it into perspective. Um, the power in what you're in what you're doing is 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 so much greater. So I just thought. Thank it, you for saying yeah. that. Look, when you own your own business, I mean, when anybody who's working, every day is a different day here. You know, every day is a different day. And hi, baby, my son's home. Um, every day is a different day, and it's like I, I think that going into these businesses, I I don't know that we fully understood what it would be like to have a family business, but that's part of it, right? Like that, that's part of it. And you hope that, that you work and you build it. And I don't want to call them sacrifices because it's not really sacrifices. It's work that we're doing, but you hope that you put in the time. That's a better word. You put in the time and the energy and, and the sweat, and you hope that you're, you're doing it because you're going to give your family a freedom, you know, on the other end and you're building something that, that your family will be proud of and that will allow you in the future to, to have more time together and to have to, to design the life that, that you love, but it doesn't come without putting in the work. Right. It's so true. Or at least not for us, <laughs> you know, it's not so for true. us. That actually leads me. I think, I, I think I, I really do know the answer to this question, but I'd like for you to share what, just give me like two of your passion projects right now. What, what, what is a passion for you versus all the things you do in your career? You know what? Writing is a passion for me. Um, it always has been, uh, I love to write and if I could just carve out more time for myself to do it because I'm one of those people that could write chapters in a day in an hour. And it just, you know, but I have to feel it. If I don't feel, if you tell me to sit down and write, it's very difficult for me 
to like, just sit down and write. I have to be inspired to do it. Um, so whenever I get a free moment, I'm, I'm writing, um, whether anybody will ever <laughs> see what I write. I, I don't know, but I love writing all sorts of things. I love I writing. You. Oh, thank you. I, I, that's really, um, I mean, and I think that's why I love social media so much, like Instagram, like I write really long things. I can't help myself, but it's never like a planned thing. It always is just kind of like a stream of consciousness for me. And it kind of like allows me to like get that little writing fill. If, if you, if you, if I could call it that. Um, so that I would say is, is really, um, is really what I love to do. Um, and that's what, if I had more time to myself or if I could create, you know, everybody has time is what you choose to do with it. Right. So if I could create a space of more time for myself somehow to write, I would be writing, um, even more. Um, so, so that, um, as you know, uh, I'm really spiritual and I'm always, um, you know, trying to improve myself and give myself more tools in my toolbox to deal with life has to throw at me. Um, so I'm always reading too, mostly like self-help kind of things and listening to podcasts when I can to help better myself. Um, so I wish I could, I wish I had like some other like <laughs> talent or, or thing to tell you about. Oh, that's, that's perfect. That's perfect. You know, I mean, yeah. my, my plate is, is pretty full. Um, but when I do get a chance to like do those little things for myself, <laughs> um, it really does make a difference and it makes me feel like, like me, if that makes sense, it makes me feel like me. Um, and then, you know, what I've really been enjoying, I've really, I, they've kind of died down, but I just did one with my girlfriends is connecting on zoom with my friends who live all over the world. And it's like an instant, like, like soul food. It's like an instant like boost and like reset for me. And it's like, you know, sometimes as a mom and in business, like, I don't want to say I lose who I am, but sometimes you like lose parts of you. And it's so nice to like chat with girlfriends and like be reminded of like those things that like you used to love to do pre-pandemic, pre-kids, pre-husband, you know? So, yeah. Well, that's a good thing about Zoom is that it, it'll, I mean, we've, it's, we've been using it as a tool in our businesses for a long time, but now that the general population is exposed to it, it becomes a a really great way to connect with people that are not close to you in a, in a much different way. So yeah, it's awesome. I love that. Yeah. Uh, So we want to do a quick rapid round with you. Oh gosh. Okay. One word answer. I'm sweating. I'm sweating. <laughs> all right. All right. I'm ready. Ready? I'm ready? Yeah. All right. Go ahead. Who inspires you? Uh, all right. I'm going to go with Carol Slova because you know what? She's accomplished great things, but she's never let her work define her. Love that. Next question. Place you most want to travel when we can again? You know, for some reason, I've just been thinking about Paris for no given reason, but I keep daydreaming about it. So I'm going to go with that, even though I've only been one time. I'm going to go with that. Love I think that. I just really want a croissant. Oh, they're so good. And a nice espresso. Mm, <laughs> yeah. So good. <laughs> I imagine like sitting outside and writing my my book and, you know, sipping my... Total Emily in Paris. Yeah, totally. I've got, Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, right now I'm binging Fancy Nancy. So after that, I'll I'll binge (laughs) Emily in Paris. Not by choice, by the way. Oh my gosh, Fancy Nancy. My kids used to watch her. We're in it now, right? We're (laughs) in it. So funny. Are you a cake or pie person? Oh, both. (laughs) Both. But like apple pie or chocolate cake? Now that has to be the most difficult question you've asked me so far. (laughs) 
if, if people could actually see Elisa's face right now, she's this is re- causing me major stress. <laughs> really, really thinking about this. I guess I'm gonna have to go with the chocolate cake. I'm gonna okay. have to go with the chocolate cake. Um, best thing that happened to you in 2020? Being able to see my kids grow up before my eyes. I love that. I love that. Bring That's the tears. <laughs> I look back, um, we were just making pizza with the kids. My son is on a, um, I'm not going to eat anything except for breakfast for dinner kick. Even though I I followed all the books, I don't know where I went wrong. I, I did everything I was supposed to do to make him have a diverse palate and it just, it's, we're just in a bad way. So my husband brought home at, at the restaurant, we, he, we do like these pizza kits. And um, in the beginning of the pandemic, we did them and then we kind of didn't really do them anymore. And he brought one home. I'm like, you know what, let's they got these cute chef outfits for Christmas. So Christian's been asking to wear one. So I'm like, great, we're going to make pizza and then you're going to eat it. I totally digress. He did eat the pizza, by the way, that he made, which was like a miracle. But anyway, I look back. I'm like, why did we do this like last? And I look back at my pictures and it brought me to last spring. I looked at my daughter, especially. I was like, oh my goodness, she was a baby. And now she's like, I, I, I watched this, like, how lucky am I to have been able to like, spend all of this time with them? You know, especially like this summer, where usually in the summers, I'm, I'm running around covering events and, and not home a lot, like to have like, all of this time. And, you know, I think I'm up to like 72,000 something photos in my phone to prove it. Like, it's really incredible. And sometimes you have to take a step back. And when I looked at the picture, I was like, wow, wow, I got to see all of this. So I feel incredibly, incredibly lucky. That's amazing. And then last but not least, your favorite movie. I guess I have to go with Dirty Dancing. I don't know. You know, I always go back and forth. (sighs) That was a really fast answer. You know, (laughs) it was. I would like to think about that. Yeah, Yeah. I would have not been able to. That's always my, that's always my like old standby dirty dancing. Like I love, I love so many movies, but I feel like the the one that like I always have to stop to watch would be that one. What about you, Jen? What's your favorite movie? Well, yeah. I mean, now that she said it, I feel like I I could relate to everything that she said. But if someone was to ask me what my favorite movie was, I go back to Pretty Woman. Mm. That's the one that like always the way the same way you it's like that direct reflected right right back to it. Yeah, I can't pass that movie up when I when I scroll. Yeah, that's in my list too. Yeah, but not as much as Dirty Dancing. <laughs> I think like we actually broke the VHS tape. Oh my gosh, that's so funny. I mean, there's some Swayze man. He's- yeah, I know. Like I'm like a real like I don't know all the movies in t- that time period. Like I. I love Emily, have you ever seen Dirty Dancing or yes. Pretty Women? Okay. <laughs> just making sure. Yes. How about Girls Just Want to Have Fun? That's another Oh my gosh, that favorite. was such a good movie. I think I had. Like, I'm very, very lucky. I grew up with my dad is movie obsessed. Okay. Like, we never watched anything in my house. We had one TV growing up, so we would all sit on the couch together, and they would usually pick the movies, so they're definitely, like, pulled out of the 80s, you know, 70s and 80s, and um, The Goonies. Yes. Love the game. Hey, you guys. Hey, to, I wasn't allowed to watch Pretty Woman. I had to sneak and watch it at Danielle Catafo's house because I, <laughs> <laughs> my parents wouldn't let me watch it. <laughs> well, I mean, I guess I can kind of understand that looking 
accurate as we were a kid, right? It's so funny. Well, it's funny. I can't remember yesterday, but I can remember that. Yeah. yeah. One year for Christmas, my parents bought me um, meatballs. And that's what my, like, that was the DVD that they gave me for Christmas. I don't know. I was like 13 or 14. That's not appropriate. No, no. But then my parents rewatched it when I was out one night and then they took the DVD back and said that I couldn't watch it. I'm like, that's not fair. Yeah. Cause when you rewatch things, like sometimes like even with my kids, I've found, what was it? Some, oh, Pinocchio, they smoke cigarettes. And my son's like, what, what's in his mouth? And I was like, (laughs) That's right. You've never seen somebody smoke a cigarette. Isn't that incredible? I will tell you. Or they smoke pipes or cigars, something. Right, right. I will tell you, Lisa, I can't even tell you. I I probably don't have enough fingers to count the amount of times that I sat my kids down to watch a movie. I was like, oh, mommy loved this movie when she was a kid. And then 10 minutes in, I'm like, oh my goodness, what are we watching? We need to shut this off. You can't watch this. So yeah, I guess, you know, I mean. I get it, Emily. I get it. Yeah, so not fair, but I totally get it. Emily, I'm so proud of you. You're doing so great. I mean, you're so you're an old soul. You're you're wise beyond your years. And I can't wait to see like what what this uh, next step in your journey brings for you. It's very it's so exciting. Embrace it all. That means a lot. You know, it's I could tear up because it has definitely I'm only 23, but it has been for me, like a really long journey getting here and having the confidence in myself to do this. So thank you. Yay. <laughs> you have the best supporters. So I'm proud of you too. You yeah. are. Yeah. And I mean, this is just the beginning of so many fun things to come. And I am so grateful for you, Elisa. Oh, thank and you. Yeah. We can't see, wait to see all the exciting things that you have planned for 2021. Um, if you want to keep up with Elisa, you can find her on News 12 Long Island, on Instagram at Elisa DiStefano or at ElisaDiStefano.com. Uh, she is true. Oh, Instagram, Elisa DiStefano TV. There's another oh. Elisa DiStefano who I've become friends with in the pandemic in Italy. <laughs> oh, really? That's so, so funny. Who has my name. So there's a TV at the end. The other Elisa DiStefano is lovely. You should follow her as well. Okay. Okay, good. Okay. We can follow everyone that has the name that is. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, I'm, I just am so grateful for you and your friendship and everything that oh, you've done to support me you. and Babes and Emily. And um, it's just truly grateful to have you in my life, truly. And uh, so thank you for tuning into The Female Social. We will see you next week. Thank you for tuning in to The Female Social Podcast. We hope you enjoyed our latest episode. For all things The Female Social, be sure to follow us on Instagram at The Female Social Podcast. If you loved this episode, be sure to share it with a friend. We love connecting with more babes. See you next week.